Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Elissa Branch, and this is Housing Wire Daily. Today's Real Trending crossover episode features a talk with Real Trends advisor Steve Murray. During the episode, he discusses a couple of different topics, including brokerage culture and competition among agents due to market segmentation. He also shares an update on the market for mergers and valuations. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Want to give your customers the streamlined mortgage experience they expect? Fannie Mae's digital mortgage solutions are fast, efficient, contactless, and they save paper. Our digital mortgage solutions provide efficiency for you, convenience for your customers, and deliver a great experience at every stage of the mortgage cycle. Own the mortgage experience with Fannie Mae's innovative solutions. Visit FannieMae.com slash go digital. Hi, this is Steve Murray for HW Media and Real Trends. Nice to talk with you again. Three topics today's podcast. One, segmentation in the brokerage industry is now moving rapidly than ever before. What does that mean for those listening? Second, an update on the valuation and merger acquisition market. And third, kind of a rehash of an old podcast, The Importance of Culture, which despite all the changes going on, no one should ignore or forget. Segmentation, what do we mean by this in the brokerage industry? Used to be the segmentation was, oh, you're either graduated commission plan, traditional independence, or you were graduated commission plan franchise, or you were 100% commission concept franchise, or 100% commission plan flat fee independent. Now we have the explosion of teams. And even within teams, there are multiple kinds of teams. There are large teams like we've never seen before, who are generating 10, 20, 30,000 customer leads a month and building out groups of their own agents to service those leads and systems to follow up and to curate those leads. Then we have other teams that are three, four, five, six people focusing on the team leader's sphere of influence and their ability to generate customers and repeat referrals from people they've done business with. And maybe they mix in direct mail or door knocking. So that's just one new segmentation in the brokerage business, are teams. Now we have brokerage companies and teams that are becoming partners with people like Zillow or with Rocket Mortgage. And I could keep going on and on. Here's the point. For today's brokerage company, the big change is the following. Where 10 years or 15 years ago, the offering of traditional brokerage to agents, 
the kind of technology, marketing, office space, managerial oversight, deal doctoring, coaching, mentoring, all the traditional services of a brokerage company, perhaps there would be an audience of 60 to 70% or more of all the realtors would give that type of offer a review for their own careers and where to put their license and who to associate with. Now with so many options, including numerous low-cost brokerage companies who charge either a monthly fee or a transaction fee and offer online access to technology and marketing templates, people like Fathom, HomeSmart, United, EXP, and others. There's half a dozen real good offerings of that kind out there right now where 10 to 12, 15 years ago, there were one or two. I mean, we can add real brokerage. We can add side as a new option for teams and top agents. Realty One Group, all of these are competitors in that space now. And combined, they now probably have 150 to 180,000 realtors associated with them. And yet that wasn't really a big option 10 or 15 years ago. Clearly, these are options for realtors today. So what used to be three or four options for agents, now there's six, eight, ten options. And I'm not even, again, going back to what I commented on. The opportunity for a realtor, a new agent, to be with the team. And that's who they join, not necessarily a brokerage company. So the market is segmenting as never before. And what this requires out of brokerage companies as we've said a few times before, is not to get caught in the middle without clear differentiation in what you're offering. It must be clear. It must be distinct. To give you an idea what we're talking about, you'd much rather be a Walmart or an Amazon on the one hand, or on the other hand, a Nordstrom's or a Tiffany's than be a Sears or a J.C. Penney's. And we all understand the history of those companies at this time. That great mass market of agents who you used to be able to appeal to is now fragmented into all kinds of segments. You need to conduct yourself accordingly, clearly define what you offer and what you mean to people, and understand that the audience for that may not be as big as what it once was. So let's go on to culture. What do we mean by culture? Culture is a series of behaviors and beliefs and how you communicate those and how you conduct yourself. It is embedded in everything you do. I remember years ago we did studies about this what made for the strongest brokerage companies. And we interviewed one really good brokerage company, a market leader in every aspect. And we interviewed 15 to 20 agents. And we said, what does your owner believe in? And I remember being surprised to say they all said almost as quickly, 
relationships are what matter. If you have good relationships with your family and friends, and you have good relationships with your customers, and build relationships with agents both outside of the brokerage and within the brokerage, if you do that, if you build good relationships, then everything else will take care of itself. That's a great example of building a culture, how a leader can establish this is what we believe in, and this is how we're going to behave, and this is how we're going to communicate. Every brokerage needs to understand that culture ultimately is what is going to keep a brokerage functioning and healthy. I've had numerous examples of being on-site examining brokerage companies up close, and when you get at it and you see what a good brokerage looks like, you begin to understand that what doesn't matter what business model they are, there are great Remax, Keller Williams, there are great traditional independents and franchise brokers that have powerful companies and great cultures. It's not the business model or the brand. It is the power of those beliefs and behaviors and how you communicate those to your people. Another great example of that is what took place last year when the Real Trends 500, the 500 biggest firms in the country, gained 10 times more market share in one year than they had ever done so in the past 25 years, good market or bad. What's the one thing that changed about brokers' behavior last year is starting in March and the impact of COVID and going to remote communications how much more communication leaders were engaged in with their agents and their staff. There can be no other real explanation for it. Culture is what you believe about yourself, what you want your company to believe, how you want people to behave, and reinforcing those beliefs. Don't forget the power of culture. Lastly, just a brief update, the Valuation and merger and acquisition market, we reported on it last quarter to you. It is still very strong. Brokerage results are still very strong. We still have a very active market. Prices are as good as they were six months ago. With the one exception being, and we've reported on it before, that purchasers are a little bit more cautious about can the results of 2020 and 21 be replicated in 2022 and beyond. There's starting to be a little thaw in their caution because results for most brokers in 2021 continue to be very strong and in many cases uh, are exceeding the results of 2020 in terms of revenues, and EBITDA, earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, amortization. So there's a very healthy market. We are tracking eight to 10 real purchasers out there with adequate, more than adequate capital and a very healthy appetite to grow through acquisitions. We're also looking at a lot of combinations among firms in local markets. This doesn't extend to the whole market. This activity turns out for the most part is mainly among 
say, the top 500 to 1,000 brokerage companies in the country. We're not seeing as much activity for companies that are doing, say, less than 300 million in annual sales. It's just not as active a market. There's not as many buyers looking for those companies as they are for the larger ones. Glad you could tune in. This has been Steve Murray for HW Media and Real Trends. Looking for more insight into what will happen in 2022? Or maybe you need more information on what in the world is happening with the federal regulators. Or you could just be looking for information on how to stay competitive as the industry shifts to a purchase-focused market. Our HW Plus Premium Membership comes with all of this insight and more. With your HW Plus Membership, you'll get at least five HW Plus articles a week that dive deeper into the daily news to help you confidently make business decisions. To join, go to housingwarrant.com forward slash membership. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. I hope you have a great afternoon. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on all the hottest stories crossing our news desk daily. The podcast is now available wherever you like to listen. Make sure to tune in tomorrow.